This is the MBK Beat with Mark Kashevsky from MBK and Associates Inc. Your place for finding all you need to know about life insurance and how you can get more of your money. Recorded live here in Buffalo, New York, it's time for the MBK Beat with Mark Kashevsky. Hello, folks, and welcome back. It's the MBK Beat with Mark Kashevsky. We are on episode 15 today. We would like everyone out there to go back. Make sure you check out some of the other episodes. We've gone over a lot. The main point of any episode here is to educate you on what you could be doing and what you need to know with life insurance. And with that, I wanted to kick it over to the expert here, Mark Kashevsky. Let us know what we're talking about today. Well, today we're talking about the power of policy loans and indexed universal life contracts today. Um, They can significantly impact retirement income streams if you understand how they work. Now, index, index life contracts have incorporated two key contract provisions that really have positive impacts on accumulation of values and distribution of retirement income streams. The first one is the basic indexing strategy uh, of the contract, which eliminates all downside risk with the ability for upside returns. That's an, you know, that's a unique concept in itself. The second is the, what's known as the participating loan strategy, which we creates a positive multiplier uh, on retirement income streams over the long term. There's no other product that I'm aware of, financial product, that incorporates these two provisions in their structure. No downside risk of loss and the ability to leverage income streams based on performance. Today we're going to discuss how participating loans work and how they can impact retirement income streams for you. That's why you should listen to this podcast today. And just quickly, Mark, I just wanted to to state this is essentially it doesn't matter which policy or which life insurance plan that you have or or are looking at. Yeah, this could be for, you know, you might be we might be funding a buy sell for two doctors. Uh, this would work in that strategy. Could be for a split dollar plan on a key employee. Could be a supp- just somebody putting some money away for supplemental retirement. Uh, you know, any application we're using this contract, this provision's in there, along with the, the zero floor, no loss provision. This alternative loan provision is, is in there, and it is, uh, for lack of a better term. It's the secret sauce that really separates itself from a mutual fund or any other investment vehicle if you're trying to create income. Perfect. Tell us about it. Well, you know, keep in mind the first thing, policy loans uh, that we utilize, the policy loan provision in a life insurance contract that's been in the tax law forever, and it could change someday, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's protected pretty rigorously by the insurance industry, allows you to take an income stream distribution using that loan provision with no no tax uh, liability. It's a non-taxable distribution because of that. So we're talking about non-taxable distributions and how can we leverage them. Now, there are two types of participating loans in these contracts. There's something known as a non-participating or fixed loan or a participating or variable loan. 
And both of these loan features are unique to index universal life contracts. A whole life contract or a traditional life contract doesn't have it. When you borrow from a traditional whole life policy or a, a traditional universal life policy, you're typically borrowing at 5 or 6% and you're being credited 3 So it's a negative uh, environment, negative ca net cash flow. In, in this arrangement, you're either paying zero or potentially making money. And I want to explain how that works. Now, you know, when you, when, you, when you put your contributions into the contract, they go into your cash value account and are segregated to the end of the month, and then they, they end up in your cash value in whatever index account you have. And that index account could be, you know, zero, ten, could be more. I had an account, we have an uncapped account, last year clients made 66% on a life insurance policy. But, you know, we're going to work within the, the, this, this, this range here because that, that's actually happened. We're going to show performance numbers a little later. But what you need to understand is when, when you go to take a policy loan on a life insurance policy, and this has always been the case, Policy loans are not taken out of your policy. You're borrowing money from the insurance carrier, in this case, the Pacific Life. You're, you're just collateralizing or assigning as collateral a portion of your cash in your policy to get the money from the insurance company. The money never leaves your insurance contract. And you're charged uh, an interest fee for that collateralized funds that you took from the insurance company. So on an alternative or variable loan, as it's referred to, they're typically charging currently in this market rate 4.4%. So if I have a million dollars in cash and I take $100,000 out for income this year, it's tax-free, 4.4% is charged to my account, or I pay it, but the money stays in my account. And if my indexed account earns 6%, I'm going to make money on that transaction. All right? So uh, in this example here, it's going to be 1.6%. So I... Took a hundred thousand dollars out for income purposes. I was the cost of collateralizing it is four point four. The index actually earned six percent. I made one point six percent. Now think about that. If I'm taking money out of a mutual fund IRA, that hundred thousand dollars is gone. I've spent it. Doesn't happen here. Well, let's take that. To a bit more of an extreme, what happens if I earn ten and a quarter percent, and the collateralization for this distribution is four point four? I've made five. Uh, uh, I've made uh, actually in this case five point eight five percent on my money. Doesn't happen on a mutual fund. Now, there is potentially a downside to this. We were talking about this before we started filming today, and you brought up a good point I want to mention, is that in the event uh, 
the S&P is down 40%, you're going to get a zero. Keep in mind, your floor is always zero. So, and if you took out $100,000 from Pacific Life and they charged you 4.4% and you didn't get anything, it cost you 4.4%. Now, two things mitigate this. Historically, and we're going to look at, in a minute, returns. But historically, uh, uh, this, is, this, is, this will happen a couple times over a 10-year period. The other times you're way ahead. So it, 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 it mitigates based on performance. But the other thing that can be done is, you know, why would you use a fixed loan? You told me, you asked me before right. we started filming. Well, let's assume we know we're, you know, we're, we're, in, uh, we're in Carter inflation territory and uh, the market's tanking and interest rates are 20%. And you're going to be taking a, a distribution next year and you've built up other distributions and you're pretty sure the market isn't going anywhere but down. You would fix. You would. You would fix that year, and you could do that from year to year. This is a year-to-year decision. I'm going to flip the switch from a variable loan, which costs me money, to a fixed loan. And what happens in a fixed loan is you get they're charging two and a quarter percent, but they credit you two and a quarter percent. It's called a wash loan, so it doesn't cost you anything. So it doesn't take away from your cash values. Now, so if you understand the fact that, you know, you can make money on these distributions after you spent the money, and every year that, that, that account's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, that's why we can, we, we can show the numbers we're showing. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about historic averages and about AG49A is a, uh, an actuarial guide that the, the National Insurance of Commissioners um, requires us to live by when we make illustrations. We can't show how this actually works in the real world. Okay, we can only show one half of one percent positive spread. And that's something we've touched on in the past, as far as some of the arbitration and legalities regarding being able being able to just yeah. show that, even though we we may be able to know that it's going to be better. That's yeah. just sort of the yeah, ethical. Now, you know, when we do when we run illustrations. We're showing between five and a half and six percent. Now, historically, if you add up all these accounts since they've been around, they've averaged nine point four two percent. Okay. And if we just take the one-year account average, which is eight percent roughly, and you apply the loan rate to it, the actual arbitrage or positive rate for collateralized cash values is 3.68%. It's seven times what I can show. Seven times. All right? So we know we've got performance in our favor based on what we have to, we can't show that, and we can't show anywhere near what we've actually been able to do on these collateralized numbers in terms of what net return they, they produce for the client. So, you know, I took an example on a Roth conversion for a client. And we said if you, if you, if you keep it as an IRA between these now uh, 66, he doesn't need this money, he would hold on to it for 10 years, starts taking distributions after tax in his current tax bracket, he'll get $19,000 a year to age 100. 
and we actually, uh, these numbers were fixed. We're showing a gross 6% on all of these, netting out a 1% investment fee, and the fees are netted out on the on the illustration. So we're comparing apples to apples. But uh, a, a traditional IRA is going to net this client, based on a half-million-dollar IRA, $19,394 a year. If he converts to a Roth between now and the time he retires, he'll do a little better at the same interest rate, at the same tax bracket. It'll be $23,000 a year and some change. But if he converts to a Roth with us, it's going to be almost $39,000. That's double what a traditional IRA is going to pay him. Double. And the reason it works is, and this is actually from an illustration, the backup illustration, when we're... When we're starting to pay money, we're not just paying money on the you know the unencumbered cash or accumulated value. We're also paying. Uh, we're also paying on the. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me correct that. This is the net value. This is the loan value. This is the total value. Okay, we're paying income on not just. What's unencumbered cash, which is this column right here, we're paying on the debt column as well, that arbitrage number, that 3.68. We're only showing 50 basis points here. But even with that, look at how big this number gets over time. When you take this money out of a mutual fund, it's gone. Here, it's still on, uh, it's still on uh, uh, in the contract earning money along with the unencumbered value over here. And so... You know we're we're getting we're getting income off the entire amount, so we're able to. That's how we're able to do this, and it's a big, it's a, it's it's a huge concept. And when you add the fact that you know you've got a zero floor with us, as opposed to a mutual fund, and that you could in fact in this example here, the client that earned sixty six percent on his cash value, doubled down and bought a second a second index, and then got another 66% on all of this and had his cash value on a life insurance policy go from $1.2 million to $3.1 million in one year. That's pretty dramatic. Yeah. I've been around a long time. There's nothing I've seen in the insurance business or the financial services business that can do what this can do. And that's clear, and that's why we continue to come back to the fact that this industry often seems to get a, I don't know if I would say stigma, but it seems to have a perspective that clearly doesn't match what's behind the the, uh, the Wizard of Oz, essentially. <laughs> it's almost like a, a, a little bit of that, where there's a lot going on behind the curtain. Well, let me, you know, you brought up, you bring up a good point, two points here. Number one, historically, the insurance industry uh has done, you know, they, 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 their basic mission is to provide death benefits and put savings away for people. They've done that. But over the last 20 years, 30 years, of, a lot of companies have demutualized and merged. They're not really, they've got, there's been a shift away from taking care of the policyholder to taking care of the shareholder. Mm. And so if, if um, profits aren't meeting expectations, dividends go down, costs of insurance go up, and the shareholder doesn't suffer, the client suffers. 
that's that's been an unfortunate uh, you know turn in the industry in my opinion this carrier is a mutual company they have no shareholders and they treat their clients like gold and uh, 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 you know I've dealt with a lot of carriers and we, I do business with other carriers but you know, the Pacific life really really does a fabulous job for their customers and I'm one of them and uh, they treat me like gold so when you have a product where you can put money away you have no risk of loss have the ability to make 5, 10, 66% on the upside or more with a, you know, if you want to double down. And your your risk of loss is nil unless you want to pay for an extra option. And even then it's nil. It's insignificant. And historically these guys have done the job versus what they've projected. They've under-promised and over-performed. And I can tell you, that's not the history of a lot of insurance companies. They've underpromised and overperformed, and then you add these contractual provisions like the, you know no loss, zero base, and this loan provision, which when they put it in there twenty years ago, what's this all about? It's like the internet. What's the internet twenty mm, years ago? Right. You know what's a smartphone twenty years ago? Well, let me tell you, people people run their lives on the internet and on their smartphones. Right. And it said the. It's had a huge impact on productivity and wealth creation, uh, those two little items. Right. So this is the same thing. This is how significant this is. Yeah. And uh, I sleep very well at night knowing hundreds of customers I have in this product for various reasons have this working for them. And, and frankly, because of this company, even if I'm not around, their systems are so good, everything's documented, memorialized, you know, this isn't going to get lost in the wash. Right. So if you're looking to maximize your retirement income, if you haven't looked at your existing insurance, if you want to save taxes, pick up the phone and let's talk. That sounds like a good place to end. I was going to ask what they should do. Sounds like you had that answer. I think this is really also, exciting. Yeah, they should also go root for the Bills this weekend. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Bills, Colts this Sunday. And, and, yeah, I mean, thanks for your time today, Mark. I really enjoyed this as always. Like he said, I think it's fair to say, based off this episode and every episode, if you have a, an insurance policy or you're thinking about what's, what's it been doing the last 15, 20 years, this is the guy to talk yeah. to. Or if you've got an IRA or, or qualified money, you want to know, how can I max? I've got five to ten years to go. You know, and if you're over 60, you know, this is something to look at if you really, you know, it's not about returns. And we'll still give a person returns, but it's all about income. Mm-hmm. And we can, when you can get multiples of tax, non-taxable income to your clients with the same amount of money without any risk or less risk, that to me is a big story. Absolutely. Thank you, Mark. And thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe, share, and call MBK. Thank you, Mark. Take care.